Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode three frickin' hundred, recorded live on Sunday, March 24th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who should not ask me about my bracket, Dave Play. How's your bracket, Andy? The man who is not going to talk about it, Andy Lohi. <laughs> Oh, come on. We have, it's March Madness. We have to talk about it. All right. Let me just count up. No, hang, hang on. Hang on. Let, let, let me start with this. Okay. Before we go into your bracket. First yes. off, I didn't make a bracket this year. I just kind of ran out of time and decided not to do it. Okay. Second off, on the website that our, our mutual friend uses to host this bracket tournament, yes. there were approximately 117,000 brackets created. Okay. At the end of the first day of games, there were 17 perfect brackets. Okay, let me just count up. Out of th- the first 32 games, how many I got right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So I'm over 50%. Okay, so random selection would not have beaten you. No. But there were many things that I picked, like Wisconsin winning, Pittsburgh winning. Andy, you and everyone picked Wisconsin winning. I would yeah. not don't, – don't feel bad about that one. Oh, there was a couple of them. Though. Florida going all the way, though. Because well, – okay, so there's – I tried doing a different thought process this year was – to try and find the under undervalued teams. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Well, I was close on a couple of them. Like, I thought Marquette was going to lose to Davidson, which they almost did. I thought Butler was going to win their second game, which they almost did. Almost. Some of these, though, it's like, freaking, who the heck freaking picks Harvard to win at basketball? Uh, which, where is that? That's the number 14. There it is, over the number three. Wow. Harvard won. Wow. Even people at Harvard who did statistical models of brackets (laughs) said, don't pick Harvard. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Kate, who uh, spent, I do believe, about five minutes filling out her bracket while she waited for IT. Is doing better than you? Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. I am pretty sure if I had finished, I, I also would have been better than you. Yeah. I still have a chance of winning, though. Yeah? It all comes down to Illinois beating Miami of Florida. When's the uh, Kansas game? Kansas game should be today around, I think, 7? Kansas versus UNC. I, I actually really hope UNC wins that because I think a Michigan-UNC game would be pretty fantastic. Oh, that would be. So do you realize, even with, with what's going on right now, it is still perfectly uh, possible that there will be a Michigan State-Ohio State semifinal with a Michigan-whoever-wins-that final? Yeah. And heck, that heck, the, the entire okay. Final Four could be Big Ten? Yeah, you could have Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana. And Michigan. And Michigan. And it's, that's not an unreasonable expectation either. No, no, it's not. Because you'd have, a number, you'd have two number one seeds, a number two seed, and a number four seed, which is basically what you want to pick yep. for your Final Four. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I was actually talking with Kyle when I was filling this out because I had something like that originally. And I'm looking at it going, 
This no. doesn't seem <laughs> No, this doesn't seem right. Like Indiana playing Illinois? No. Oh, <laughs> There's Wisconsin? no way the Big Ten would be that good. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois in the Elite Eight? No, that can't be right. And yet. And yet. It, Illinois well, just has to win against – well, so to get into the, the 16s right now, yeah. you have Michigan State. Uh, you're going to have Indiana. Temple is not going to beat Indiana. No. Ohio Illinois State could and, upset Miami. Ohio State, Iowa State is currently tied Ooh. with three minutes to go in the first half, but it's only the first half, so we'll see. Yeah. Butler was up by like 11 against Marquette at the end of the first half, and we saw how that ended up. <laughs> Wisconsin was down by six the whole game. Oh, that was just bad. Was Not as bad as how bad Akron I was got laughing. Beat. I was laughing. Okay, let me just tell you this. I normally pick one 12 seed to advance. Yeah. All the rest of the time, I pick five seeds. This year, the only 12 seed not to advance? <laughs> Mississippi. Well, no, Akron is the one that Akron. I picked. Okay, yeah, but that you, that you didn't advance. Yeah, the, the only 12 seed. Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy. Oh. I thought you were going to talk about your bracket. Shit. <laughs> oh, Mississippi taking out Wisconsin. Yeah. And... And that, like, so, so the cool result of that is you have Mississippi versus LaSalle. Yeah. A 12 seed versus a 13 seed going into the Sweet 16. Not only that, the winner will be playing a number a nine, nine seed. seed. I honestly wish I could get points for correctly picking when the big guys were going to go down. Because <laughs> I'm looking at them like, could well, Gonzaga I... losing, just not to the right person. Yes. If I made one switch... I, w- I would have been everybody like, what? You saw that coming? Well, yeah, I saw Gonzaga losing. I didn't know who they were going to lose to. I see, but I don't think that counts. That's like, I know it. I, you know, I think they're going to lose, but I have no idea who. Like, no, you can't just do that. Does anyone have Michigan winning? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in your bracket competition have Michigan winning. Which is because we're a Michigan. Well, see how many people have Michigan State winning. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you just got to play against the the. You, you have to put, you have to play the bracket, but then you also have to play the people. Which is why I picked Florida because it's not that big of an outlier, but it's not a heavyweight that everybody's going to pick. Oh, it's crazy. There's about. 60 people who have Indiana winning. Yeah. Oh, okay. So normally I go to uh, B-dubs to watch yep. the first match. Yep. Which, um, unfortunately, this year was the Michigan State game. So B-dubs was packed. They honestly, I walk in, they're like, um, you've got like, you're going to have to wait until the game's over to even find a spot anywhere in here because the bar is completely full. Yep. They're like, we're at capacity because the first game had to yep. be the Michigan State game. Of course. Have you seen the breakdown by region of people's top picks by geographic region? No, where's that at? Uh, I'll see if I can find it again. It was actually really cool and interesting to see. Any idea? I'm looking. I'm looking. Here it is. Most accurate map of NCAA college basketball fandom. And there it is. And I will post it as a topic because we're talking about it anyway. That actually is pretty accurate. (laughs) 
Yep, so they have it by conference, and then if you scroll down, it's by region from the actual tournament, and then by seed, like for all the number one seeds. And then my personal favorite is the last one, which is People Hate Duke. Everybody hates Duke. Everyone hates Duke, except North, was it Northwest Arizona doesn't hate Duke? Some parts of Alaska don't hate Duke. Oh, this is a neat way we could actually do a transition to actual topics. Okay. Well, because it is an actual topic now. Well, no, but I'm just saying on the right side of this Gizmodo link you sent me, the next second topic is actually something I wanted to talk about. T-Mobile? Yeah. G4 or 4G, whatever. LTE. Yeah. Because technically their HSPA <clears throat> is quote-unquote 4G. It yeah, is. HSPS, whatever HSPA it is. HSPA plus. Yes. It's 4G. It works. I I used to have it. It was nice. I loved having a 4G connection. I miss my 4G connection. Bring back my 4G connection. Well, because we talked about how T-Mobile was going to buy Metro PCS and basically use them yep. as their LTE rollout. Yep. But they said, oh, this wasn't going to happen for a few years. Well, they're starting their rollout basically um, tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, this is unofficial, so this is coming from... Timo News, but they seem to have a pretty good track record with these things of getting insider yeah. T-Mobile information. And they've leaked a picture of the seven cities that are going to have T-Mobile LTE this month. Um, I'm guessing San Francisco? No. New York? No. Chicago? No. Really? Yes. Houston? Yes. Okay, I'm one for four. <laughs> I have three more guesses to try and bring my average up to above 50%. Okay. Um, Kansas City. Yes. Holy shit. How the hell did you pick Kansas City? Google Fiber. <laughs> um, shit. Two more. Um, 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 Milwaukee. No. Oh, uh, Oklahoma City. No. Okay. I got two. Yes. Houston and Kansas City. Yes. The other ones are Baltimore and D.C. Okay. San Jose. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Phoenix. Fucking, they'll, they'll get the shit. Okay, whatever. Phoenix. And Las Vegas. And Vegas. Wow. San Jose will reach San Francisco, maybe. Probably not. So there's going to be, I think it's just the, um... Okay, there are three devices, the uh, the Galaxy Note 2, um, and then the BlackBerry Z10 is coming out, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be the T-Mobile Sonic 2.0. Oh, what? Yeah, I know. That's the other question. The T-Mobile Sonic 2.0? What the frick phone is that? I don't think it's out yet. I don't think I care about it in all actuality. So yeah, T-Mobile is um, going to be coming out. LTE this year, this month. That's crazy. Yep. You know what else is crazy? What? It's PAX. Yes. It's our 300th episode, and it's PAX, and we're not there. Nope. Three, that, wow, what what terrible planning. I know. 300, and we're not there. And it's the weekend of, and we're not there. <laughs> you know what's also been terrible planning is the fact that April 1st is, is next, next week. Monday. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should have taken another random topic recap. <laughs> well, no, because that would have counted as an episode. What? We count those? Yeah. Oh, I thought we didn't used to count those. No, they're on the episode list number. Okay. Yeah, sure enough. They've always been on the episode list numbers. I don't know what yep. you're talking about. Yep. Do you oh. even know what goes on in this podcast? We have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's been around for 300 episodes, and you're just starting to notice that the random topic recaps are actually hey, we've as- only had 22 of them in 300 episodes. You cut me some slack, sir. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. I show up and record and then disappear again. For a week. It's like I put you in cryogenic stasis or something. I mean, don't you? No. Oh, okay. Then where do I go? It's cold and dark and no one's there. That's called Wisconsin. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, I'd, I'd say burn, except it's too cold to sustain flame. Oh, freezer burn. Freezer burn. Both of you just said that. That was creepy. Stop that. Oh. Yeah, what's, what's the temperature out there, Andy? Uh, give me two seconds. I could tell you sooner, but I don't have my phone in front of me. Oh, I have my phone in front of me. It's 31 degrees. It's a high of 38 today, which is high for what we've been having. Today, it's also snowing. Chance of snow, 37 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's snowing here. We don't have a chance of snow. It's actually snowing. Well, I think we're going to get that snow that is currently snowing there, here. In about five hours? Yes. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's supposed to get up to 45 this week. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's the temperature supposed to be um, next weekend? <gasps> next weekend, it's supposed to be 50 degrees and a chance of rain. Woo! We get rain! Rain, nothing. You get 50 degrees and I'm going to be in the state. Oh, no, no, that will melt all the snow. Yay! I, 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 oh man, I am so doing like Ingress in downtown Ann Arbor and I'll wear shorts because it'll be 50 degrees. <laughs> you'll wear shorts because it'll be 50 degrees. I'm not wearing shorts, but I'll bring my light jacket. <laughs> 50 degrees, you're going to have people laying out on the diag sunbathing. Probably. That means I'll like actually, 50 degrees is about where I upgrade to my uh, leather jacket rather than my winter coat. Yep, yep. It's when you like put on a, a sweatshirt and pull out the Land's End jacket and just go at it. Oh, man. So exciting. Let's see. Then about 60 degrees is when I Andy, start to are, switch to the lighter jacket. Are we really going to spend our 300th episode talking about the weather? <laughs> we talked about sports. We could talk about the weather. What else? What's, <laughs> what other icebreaker topics can we talk about? <laughs> so what do you do for a living? Ah, <laughs> uh, No. However, Google. Which one of Google's topics? Google talking, chatting thing. Google babble? Google babble. See, I originally thought this was going to be a universal translator. Nope. That's babblefish.com. This is Google babble. So we use Gchat a lot. Yes. To coordinate things. We use, uh, well, Andy hasn't been with us for it because various reasons, but we've done the uh, kind of classic gaming hangout. And so we've been using Google Hangout and Hangout Chat associated with that. And I used Google Plus Messenger when I was doing the Lake Geneva event. And it it surprised me to learn actually about two weeks ago that these were not all the same framework and they were not all interchangeable. I hadn't realized that until just, well, actually until the Lake Geneva event. Yeah, I didn't think that. I thought that Google Plus used Google Talk as its message client. Yeah, I, I thought so too. It it actually does in the sense that when you're on Google Plus, you are on Google Talk. But there's also a Google Plus Messenger, which is not part of Google Talk. Which that seems silly to me. It does, which is why you now have Google Babble. Google Babble will be all of them, a unified platform. 
which I think we need. Because remember, we talked about this at one point was the fact that, like, I could send you a message on Skype about and an email, email. About a phone message. About a text. Yeah. It's about something that somebody said to me on Facebook Messenger. Yep, 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 yep. About something silly they saw on IRC. Where I was lurking. Yeah. Yes. Remember the day where it was just, you could either talk to them in person, mail them a letter, them or a call, letter. Them on a full, call them on the phone. Yeah. Like your three options. Now there are many, many more. And yes. now there will be several fewer because Google will combine them all into one. Which is not All new. hail Google. Which is not new because I use Trillion. Right. So does that and mean – You could also use Trillion or Pigeon or Digsby or AOL Messenger. God, I don't even know if I actually still use AIM unless I accidentally click on somebody's AIM link rather than their Google, Google Talk chat. name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Google Babble, about damn time. Is that the uh, the general feeling yes. of it? Yes. Like I'm saying, like it's finally Google is pulling a trillion, which is what they needed to do. Yep. Which is too bad, though. It's not going to include Skype into it, but well, but that's a Microsoft product. Yeah, I know. I mean, you you really can't fault them for that. No. Now the well, what they really need to do, though, and I know we talked about this is also is just be able to automatically switch between them depending on what you are connected to. Like if I'm online and I send you a message, then it will send you the message. But if you're offline, it will convert the message automatically into an email and email you. I mean, it, it kind of does. Really? Yeah. How so? When you send a message to someone who's offline, it, it can show up as a, basically as an email message. But is it an email message? Uh, I don't remember. But you can't really check because I'm online right now. So that doesn't yes. matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work there, Andy. Nope. So Google also announced Keep. Google Keep. Have you looked at Google Keep? Um, no, because I don't have an Android 4.0 phone. Oh, I do. I should probably go look at Google Keep. Yeah. I am stuck at Android... Am I on 2? What? The, what no, phone on, do you have? The G2, it's on 3, right? I mean, go get Cyanogen. So I can't update to the latest version of Cyanogen on my phone. Because Qualcomm does not have the correct drivers set up for it. Yeah, if you look at you look at the G two though. Oh yeah, sure enough. Yeah, CM seven nightly yep. bolt. That sucks. The phone works. I just can't yes. get Google Keep. I'll just get Evernote. It, Google Keep looks kind of like sticky notes. What's it, the it, advantage to this? Uh, it, I, I, um, you can search them. Okay. Other than that, it's basically like Evernote or Sticky Note. Okay, so it's just a, a note-taking thing. Yeah, you can add pictures and uh, voice memos. I'm sure if I watched the actual little Google video, I'd be enthralled and absolutely want it. But right now, I, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, so Google is launching new products. Meanwhile, they're shuttering old projects. Which is kind of Google funny because somebody – I didn't have this on a topic because I didn't really read it, read it. But somebody was taking the um, length of some of the Google products, which is on average about four years. Yeah. And so they're predicting that Google Keep is not going to be around in um, 2017. <laughs> which think of the headlines about how Google is not going to keep, keep Google Keep. keep. Yep. I, you know, it, it's an average of four years probably, but if you look at the, the actual spread, it's probably not. It's probably uh, – it's either been there for a very, very long time or it lasts like a year or two years. Like look at Google Wave. How long was that actually out there for? Oh, uh, flash in a pan. Right. Was it? might have actually been there for a while. It's just no one used it. 
because no one knew how to use it because Google wasn't helping. <laughs> no. Here, there's this thing. Go do something with it. Oh, you're not using it? Okay, we'll take it back. <laughs> okay, we're shutting it down. Are you looking to see right now? Try to find it. Where's the damn Wikipedia article? Oh, right, because they renamed it Apache Wave. <laughs> Initial release May 27th. They shut it down sometime in 2011. Well, what year May 27th? 2009. Okay, so they had it for like two years. Yeah. Become read-only January 2012. All waves would be deleted in 20, April of 2012, so three years. Okay, so that one's under the four-year Yep. Mark. Not quite the flash in the pan that we thought, but it, no. yeah, it still just disappeared. Okay. Why is Google killing all the good products? I don't know. Because somebody somewhere did some calculation that said... This isn't worth it and this is? Yeah. Then why is Ingress still around? Because they're somehow gaining some sort of data from it? I guess. Well, that, that's an interesting place to... Okay. Sure, so, why not? There's There's a level 8 farm on Niagara Falls. How would you attack that if it's on the falls? Well, it's not on the falls. It's on the, the Canadian border of the falls. It's over at Niagara-on-the-Lake and all along the river. I wonder what the uh, customs people would say if they ask you, what's your purpose of the visit? Well, There, I need there have to- been incidents. Uh, the actual the better place is that if you look on uh, the river in New York, the Hudson, there actually should be a portal on the Hudson River. You have to take, like, a ferry out there? Yep, because someone took the picture from the ferry. <sighs> I've heard rumor that there is a portal in the middle of Lake Michigan. Because somebody probably took a picture while on the ferry. Yep. Which there's no way to find out if it's <laughs> actually there. Like, you have to just go out. <laughs> so, speaking of things disappearing... Yeah. Do you want to talk about either of the head honchos or the solar panel part of a company? Oh, let's talk about those head honchos. Okay. Uh, the head of EA has stepped down. Are you running something in the background? Because your voice suddenly got I'm low bitrate. Low bitrate. I'm not running anything in the background. I mean, I'm running Steam, but it's not downloading anything. We'll see if that helps. I didn't realize my Xbox was on when I went to go pull out my Lego Batman disc. Tisk tisk. So Don Ricciatiello, I think is how, how you would pronounce that name. I, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> was the CEO of Electronic Arts. Now, EA just released a, a pretty big game, SimCity, and it did very well in sales, but holy shit, the public backlash. Do you think this had anything to do with it? Um, well, officially he said that it's over the whole previous year and their current financial numbers for the year are not up to the Wall Street predictions. Yep. So that's the official reason of why he said he's leaving. He's like, I have not held up my end of the bargain. We did not make as much money as people thought we were going to make, which I find is a very silly reason to leave your job. That we didn't make as much money as we thought we would? Well, no, that not not that we thought we would. The Wall Street people thought right. we would. Well, I mean, that's it's a publicly traded company. That's what they live and die on. Yeah. Some of the jokes that came out on Twitter, though, this is uh, this is pretty impressive. EA CEO taken offline due to server issues. <laughs> EA disabling certain critical future uh, features to ensure smooth operation. Wow. So he. 
he stepped down. Uh, a former CEO is stepping in as an interim, and we'll see what happens. Do you, do you expect to see any sort of day-to-day shift from this, Andy? Well, no, because what they were doing most of the time worked out pretty well. Yeah. Because FIFA soccer exploded. Madden is still... The company is doing fine. <laughs> yeah. What's their stock ticker? Uh, their stock actually went down a lot. Well, it went up first off at this news. And no, then yeah, dropped... he's gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, the classic up with a whole lot of down. Yeah, well, I mean, when he took uh, back in, what, 2008, 2009? Yes. The stock plummeted. Well, they they seem to have been doing well. It's just not as yep. well. That's fine. I, I actually have some EA stock, but it's for the long run. This isn't something I'm going to be, like, trying to day trade. No. Yeah. So yeah, Origin is getting better. So that's that's a plus on his thing. Origin's getting better. Well, it didn't exist before it's he was hard CEO. Hard to get worse. Sorry, I had to. No, that did you see the uh, article about the theoretical way that people could hack Origin? Yep. You, yeah. Do you remember that the same thing actually happened with Steam? Oh yeah. Yeah, like the same thing. Like if the people who programmed Origin actually paid attention to the competition, they could have seen. Oh, this can happen. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, that... That was under him. Yeah. And it flopped. But it went free-to-play and then started making money. It did, money. did it make more than the actual subscription model? We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So who else is stepping down? The chairman of the FCC. Really? Yeah. Now, the FCC chairmen's... Well, the not the FCC committee members. There's five committee members. Mm-hmm. Three of them are only allowed to be part of the same political party. So you have, well, depending on who is president, either three Democrats and two Republicans, or three Republicans and two Democrats. Um, and he got, I think he started in 2009. Let me double check my, yeah, he started in 2009. So he was going to disappear in 2014 because there are five-year term limit. But he decided to step down early. Okay. He hasn't really given a reason why. Just, I'm stepping down. I'm yes. to tell anyone why. Hmm. Yeah, during his, his last, uh, basically his last remarks, he talked about how the FCC did, and uh, some of the things he did okay on, some of them... Uh, Not as much. No. What sorts of things? Well, he, he's trying to get the whole uh, Internet Bill of Rights... Mm-hmm. Which um, Verizon and Metro PCS quickly um, sued yeah. after it was put out. He's trying to get the mo- the mobile broadband out there in rural areas, which really hasn't worked. Yeah, he tried to switch the Universal Service Fund from uh, voice centric to IP centric, which we have the groundwork for that. So good intentions. Yes. Bad execution. Just, well, you're playing against people. You're playing against both the broadcasters, who have tons of money, and the telecoms, who also have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to... It's You're fighting both huge... Sides. Yeah, you're fighting huge foes, both of which do not want to get along. Right. It's not an easy job. No. Which now, because he's leaving this year, um, we are now going to have to have a new chairman every... Well, a new... Um, Committee member, sorry. There's one chairman, four subcommittee members. We're going to have a new person every single year now, the way that they are currently that, set that up. That does not sound like a good plan. 
So every year we're going to have to go with some sort of approval process for the FCC people through Congress, and it's going oh, to be interesting. That's really not good. <laughs> okay, awesome. So we'll see who gets put it back in his spot and see if the focus of the FCC changes. Controlling the First Amendment. What? The new focus of the FCC. Well, we'll see what happens with the um, internet auctions because those are supposed to start next year, I do believe. Well, not the internet, the, the Spectrum auctions. Yep. So Steam. Steam. What about Steam? Steam has a new feature. <laughs> wow. Valve has been busy this year. <laughs> Last year and this year. Uh, Steam has a new feature called the Early Access Program, and this is this is interesting. Basically, it's beta access, but you still have to pay for the game. You you pay full price, and it, I mean, on the one hand, that's it's really weird. On the other hand, it's what a lot of games have been doing recently, where it's hey, we're at a stage where the game is playable. It's in a good form, but it's not where we want it to be, and so they. They've basically been selling the games before it's finished, and there's lots of examples of this, and now, you know, previous to now, Steam would not allow those games on. They weren't in a finished form. And now Steam is saying, we're going to put these under a special category. You can purchase the game, and you can play it. It's weird that we've come to a society where we accept that things are not right when they first start. Well, I mean... So the game has to be in a semi-stable form, right? Yeah. This is not a beta. It is a beta, but it's not a beta. The game is in a, semi, a semi-stable form, and it's, it's I want to play this game and talk with the developers and help them out and, and potentially improve the game. Terraria really should have been here. You remember Terraria when it first came out? No. It was stable. It wouldn't crash just at the, on a whim. Uh, but it didn't have a lot of stuff in it, and kind of as people kept buying it and they got more money, they kept making more stuff for it. So some of the things on this list have been available to be purchased for years. Yeah, I was looking at it, I was like, drop that beat like an ugly baby. What? I remember playing that game. Mm-hmm. Kerbal Space Program is really popular. I'm kind of tempted to pick it up. It's 23 bucks. 23 bucks. Hmm. 23 bucks. That's That's money I could spend on other things. I could pick up, like... 15 indie games because Steam is having an indie game sale right now. Oh, all the indie Which, games. By the way, there's a lot of games that Andy and I have reviewed where we said, if this is on sale, buy it. They're on sale. Go and buy them. How do we? How do you search all the games? Really? There's a thousand games on sale? There's a thousand games on sale, including FTL for 50% off. Uh, Castle Crashers is... 40% off. See what other good ones are here that we've reviewed. Next 10, next 10. Audio Surf is 75% off. Retro City Rampage is $5, Andy. Really? Yeah, go buy that. God, it's, it's so many games. Too many games. Just keep clicking. And they keep showing up. DLC Quest is only 20% off, but that only puts it at twenty uh, at $2.40. <laughs> At, the, at some point, for a $3 game, you can only take so much percentages off. Right, right. Mark of the Ninja is 33% off, so it's $10. Uh, some of these are repeats, because I just got Retro City Rampage yeah, on here I'm, again. I'm seeing the repeats, too. It's kind of annoying. So it's not 1000 Oh, it, it might still be 1000 Or very close to. In any case, there are a lot of indie games. Shank is 250 Osmos is 70% off. Oh, Osmo. Osmos. Super Hexagon is a dollar. 
I should just go buy like eight copies of that just so I can pass them out later in the year. Oh, some of the PAX 10 games are on here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, God. The two-pack is a buck sixty. Okay, so we should get off of Steam. Okay, I'm, I'm done on Steam. I'm not looking at Steam anymore. I'm done so, on Steam. Bosch, German yeah. manufacturing company, uh, last year and the year before, was getting really into solar power. Like, they were dropping in lots of money. They built a Germany. They, they built a factory that cost $760 million to build, and they're planning on building another factory in Malaysia. And they, they were like... Seriously, into solar panels. Okay. Uh, They just announced... That they're getting out of solar panels. Yep. Of course they are. Solar panel industry has been hit by falling subsidies, weaker sales, and increasingly stiff price competition, especially from Chinese manufacturers. So Bosch is now getting out of the solar panels. They lost $1.3 billion last year. Whoa! They lost a lot of money. Yeah. I, I so, wish I had one point three billion dollars to lose. <laughs> you real like it, if a person had that much money, they don't need to work ever again. No, that's it. Like you're you're fine for life. You can't spend that much money reasonably. Reasonably, you can certainly spend it, but not reasonably. Which and is kind of funny that most of this does the fact that the price for solar panels, which from the Chinese manufacturers, dropped solar panel prices as much as 40%, and they just couldn't keep up, and hence they lost $1.3 billion last year. So much money. So they got a brand new factory that, you know, was built last year. Sorry, two years ago. I forgot it's 2013 now. Mm-hmm. And another factory in Malaysia that they were in the process of building that they shut down. So the question becomes, how viable is solar panels if it's not subsidized? Um, not really. Which makes me interested to see the, the Obama administration saying that they're going to spend money for alternative energy things and they're going to take them from oil companies or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a viable option, which we need a viable option, but it doesn't seem that for Bosch, at least, solar panels is it. So, yeah. That's, that's all I've got on that one. It's just, <laughs> yay, solar panels. Oh, no, solar panels. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, wow. Literally, wow. World of Warcraft. Yes. Hearthstone. Announced at PAX East. Yep, yep. Blizzard did the, like, hey, we've got this really cool thing to show, by the way, and kind of very sly, hey, you should come check us out at PAX, because we've got this major announcement, and everyone was getting super, super, super excited, like, oh, God, maybe it's, you know, Warcraft 4, or uh, they're announcing... Their new, as yet unnamed, Project Titan MMO, or, you know, maybe just really cool things, but it's a card game. It is a digital version of a collectible card game. Nope, it's not the the digital version of the the collectible card game. It's a new card game. But there's no actual physical cards. Yes, but there is a WoW card game. Yeah, okay, so there is a WoW card game, which which has... not the digital version of that. Okay. This is a different card game. With no actual cards. <laughs> it is free to play. Well, it's not out yet, but they say it's going to be free to play. Yeah, and they even, I like, I like this, they said it's going to be released soon. Not Blizzard soon, IRL soon. What exactly does that mean? Uh, I think summer. Well, I know you can sign up for the beta now. Yeah. Which... Um, means you sign into your Blizzard account and then click a button saying that, yes, I'd be interested in the Hearthstone beta. You've done that, haven't you? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, I did too. And so now we get to wait and wait and wait. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It it was designed by a very small team at Blizzard. So we will see where they are taking it and what they want to do with it. <laughs> I love the um, one of the paragraphs in there. He's talking about uh, how... He always seemed unfamiliar with Magic the Gathering, but that unfamiliarity didn't seem to get in the way of Hearthstorm, though. Within two turns, I understood my resource system and also how to play and use cards. By the fifth turn, I felt like I understood all the basic mechanics of combat. Then by the time my seventh turn came around, I was cursing paladins for being overpowered. (laughs) Oh, wow. Harsh. Harsh. Funny. Harsh. Or wow. I miss WoW. I, I actually do miss it. It was fun. It wasn't fun at the end, which is why I'm not playing it. It became a freaking job at the end. We're like, okay, you have to log in at 7 o'clock, check in for the weekly raid. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. You need to farm four mats. I mean, I was I, I was main tank for the raid. I was having fun, but still, just it was, it was a lot. Although I gotta say, going on a real-life raid for Ingress was rather interesting. There was no coordination. None. Clearly none of these people have been raid leaders before. Well, how would you coordinate everybody? You can't. Sure you can. How so? You you could maybe see somebody's name on the chat log and tell them, hey. We all met. Like, we met up. We had a strategy meeting right before we all went out. But it was still complete chaos. It was still pretty chaotic. Well, then step it up, Mr. Main Tank. I ended up doing that <laughs> by the end of because I was on the team. It was our job to go out and make fields and and send things. And, and hold on, you're completely breaking up. I have no idea what you're saying. I'm talking about Ingress, so we'll talk about it later. It doesn't have to be part of the show. <laughs> I think okay. the breaking up is the sign that I should stop talking about that and move on to other topics. So the um, Supreme Court, yes. Uh, overturned a lower court ruling that has to do with copyrighted materials. What was the lower court's ruling? Okay, so there was a guy. I think he was from Thailand. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double-check the article to make sure Thai that. Thai-born. So, yes, okay, so, he was from Thailand originally. He was from Thailand. Um, and what he was doing was taking textbooks that were being sold for the international market, buying them really cheap, because they were cheaper to buy. Yeah in Thailand or somewhere else in the world. And then he was taking these international editions of the textbooks, bringing them back to the United States and selling them for cheaper than it would be for somebody to buy a brand new textbook here. But so he was still making so artificially inflated in price. Yes. Uh, So he was selling brand new textbooks. He was basically buying a book and then reselling it. Yeah. Which the um, publisher was not pleased about. Because they were losing out on potential money. Yes. So they took him to court, and the lower court ruled in favor of the publisher, saying, no, you can't do that. You can't take a book from somewhere else and bring it back here and resell it. Um, I mean, but sure the, you can. Well, that's what the Supreme Court said. They're like, um, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> what, what was the argument against that? I mean, that, that I, I go to the store, I buy something, I don't want it anymore. I have every right to sell it to someone else. Well, the MPAA was fighting on behalf of the publisher. Um, He was arguing that the doctrine does not apply to copies manufactured abroad for sale abroad. Well, but what doctrine? Like, I'm still not sure of where their their legal argument came from. Um, Well, it's part of the first sale doctrine, 
which is what we basically what says that you can buy a physical book or a physical DVD and resell it to somebody else. And so the copy, the the oh, copyright, copy, copyright. Yeah, the Wait, copyright. So they were saying that reselling it was a violation of the copyright. Yes. What they were saying that the first sale doctrine is only for the United States. <laughs> Okay, and the Supreme Court said, sit down, shut up. Yes. Thank you, Supreme Court. There is no geographical limitation on the first sale doctrine that would limit its application to copies made abroad with the copyright holder's permission. So, if the copyright owner makes two books, sells one for the U.S. for like $300, and then puts another one out in Thailand for 50 bucks, You can buy the $50 one and then sell it for 100 bucks. Make 50 and make bucks, profit. and then the people behind the textbooks get still get a Yeah. The market evens out. I just can't believe they were trying to fight that. It's like, really, you're trying to fight the first sale doctrine? I mean, they almost did. Yeah, that's, that was like, oh. Friggin' lower court. Hey, that's why we have a Supreme Court. Yep. Thank God. In this case. True. Okay. First sale doctrine, then. Should go into business importing foreign textbooks and reselling them. Well, that also just shows how much of how overpriced the books are. Yeah, dear God, almost as much as the tuition at this point. That's it's honestly my electronics course. Um, the textbooks I think was new from the school. I think was hundred and seventy eight dollars, which one of the guy found an international copy of the same textbook, yeah. and he got it. I think for like seventy five dollars or something like that. Ridiculous. So, not too long ago, we had a guest on to talk about the Indie Games Bundle. Yes. Right? The Indie Game Stand. Yes. Which was a new indie and game. Every week, well, every four days. Yes. That was this, this kind of novel approach. It was a combination of that deal a day and the Humble Bundle, because you did the pay what you want. And the more you paid, the more rewards you got, and kind of Kickstarter-ish and just really cool. Well... <laughs> Certain someone else saw that and decided we should get in on that too. So the Humble Bundle is now doing a Humble Weekly Sale. <laughs> or every week, they will have a new game, pay what you want, bonuses for beating the average. It's actually oh. kind of cool to see uh, there, there's some camaraderie here because if you look at the top donor currently on the Humble Weekly Sale, who is it? It's Indie Game Stand. <laughs> Hey guys, great idea. <laughs> Glad you guys liked our idea. Thanks for doing it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. First game, Bastion has already made $180,000 in payments. That is crazy. Yeah. But there is now a humble weekly sale. <sighs> In addition to Indie Game Stand, in addition to Steam, in addition to Desura, and it just, oh God, so many things. All the things, Andy. All the things. (laughs) What you need is one source for all the things. I mean, yes and no. One source for all the things is a monopoly. So, where where do you go to to search the internet? Either Bing or Google. Is Google basically a monopoly? Yes. There you go. That doesn't mean it's a good thing, Andy. No, but if you can get – well, that's – that's. it was actually a discussion about this on one of the podcasts that I was listening to about how the fact that, yes, 
radio is disappearing and turning to online. Well, we even talked about how everything's going online. But then there's so there's such a fractured market of online streaming. Okay. That before you go to your radio, you have one radio dial with multiple channels on it. Yeah, that that wasn't a monopoly. Saying one radio, that's not a monopoly. I know, but you need something like that for online. It's one. It's spot. called the internet. Well, I. <laughs> No, no, you can't be like, I need one spot where I can go. You have one. It's the internet. You go to your computer. It's the same thing as going to your radio. Going to the internet is not the same thing as going to your radio. You have one spot and basically two buttons, up and down. It's like your TV. Andy, I could give you the same up or down on on your Internet Explorer. You just wouldn't like it because you'd have to go up and down through every letter of the alphabet in every combination. What is the thing where you take an argument and take it to the most illogical conclusion? I don't know, but you're being wrong. Ipso... No, shoot. Absurdum? I, I think so. Something like that. I, Andy, no. The, the, the radio and your computer, in the metaphor that you're using, are the... the... What I'm saying is the fact. Okay, so... If I wanted to listen to something on my radio... Yeah. I turn it on and I have a couple of preset buttons. Okay. I go to the internet. Yeah. I want to listen to the radio. Do I open the Pandora app? Do I open the iHeartRadio app? Do I open the Tuner app? Do I open this app? Do I... Okay, each of those apps, I have to make a first selection of which app do I want to use. And then within each of those apps, then I can finally decide, oh, I want to listen to this radio station, but they're clear channel, so it's not this app, it's this other app, but maybe... I'm not liking what type of music they're playing there, but I know this other radio station plays something similar, but they're not on the Clear Heart. They're not a Clear Channel station. So therefore, I have to go to this other app, open that one, and listen to there. Maybe they're not playing what I want to listen to. So okay, so I'll close that one. Then I'll open Pandora. I have to figure out which of my playlists in Pan, well, quote unquote, playlists in Pandora I want to listen to for it. That's what I'm saying is there is. A fractured market out there. Originally, you had the TV station. You turned up and down. Everything was all collected into one box. You just basically had two, three buttons. Mm-hmm. That is not the case anymore. No, but that's because it, TV enforced a standard. Yes. So you need something like that where I can just look at the list and go, okay, so Indie Game Stand has this bundle. Humble Weekly Sale is this. Steam Sale is currently this. So on and so forth. So you you want a website that's hereresales.com? Yes, I want that to basically Andy, be an RSS. Register right now. Right now, register hereresales.com. Brilliant. It's just some way of getting like an RSS feed for sales. I, I like this idea, actually, hereresales.com. Well, there you go. Now you just got to figure out how to make money enough of it. Oh, uh, there's the problem. Yeah. Ads. <laughs> Here are the sales.com and just like put up. Here's the end game stand sale. Here's the humble sale. Here's you can Maybe, put boot. Um, uh, like uh, Amazon Associates. You like a thing where you go through the link to their website, you will get a small percentage yeah, of the sales. You have to negotiate with them. Make it something extremely small just to start out with. <laughs> just to get I would everybody like one in there. Penny if they use my link to get to your site. No, just say like 1% of the sale, something small, something just to, you know, get everybody together. See, but that would require them to do a lot of work on their end because that then has to get put into the payment system. So they they won't go for that. Yeah, they'd have to have some of tracking that the purchasers came from. Right. They they won't do that. No. 
It's a brilliant idea. Implementation, though. That's sure. always a problem. So if someone on, on the listener end of the show would like to register, here are the sales.com, uh, go for it. Just, you know, you're free to use this idea. Just put a link to RA podcast on there somewhere. Maybe, please. You know, help, help a brother out. Right. And if you make like millions from that, you know, if you, if you want to just pay our server bills, we'd be pretty happy. I need to learn how to code and negotiate. <laughs> So, Andy, what I need you to do, go to business school, and then go to a comp sci school, and do that all three years ago. Damn it. So, what I need you to do, Dave, is build me a time machine. <laughs> so, Andy, what I need you to do is go take a physics course. <laughs> and an engineering course, so that you can give me the plans to build a time machine. All right, Dave, so what I need you to do is come up with some sort of internet idea in order to pay me the money to take the <laughs> physics course so I can build you the time machine so you can send me back in time to take the MBA courses so we can make the internet. Wait, if we have a time machine, why don't we actually just go back and make the internet? <laughs> and do it right. <laughs> Whew. Okay, well, so... random topic. Yeah, on that note... <laughs> Random topic. I've got a title for the episode. Well, not even random topic. Random review. Random review. Lego Batman. The first Lego Batman, not the second Lego Batman. I have there, not played that there were yet. Multiple Lego Batmans. Yes, there were actually two Lego Batmans. Lego Batman Two is kind of like Lego Batman Justice League. Okay, so Lego but, Batman. The first Lego Batman is Lego Batman Batman. <laughs> well, comparing it to Lego Batman Justice League, it's Lego Batman Batman. Batman. Okay, sure. Lego Batman. So it's like the all the other Lego games. So you know there was Lego Star Wars, there was Lego Harry Potter, there was Lego mm -hmm. there was Lego Rock Band, but that's not really the same thing. Um what another one am I missing? Lego, 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 Lego My Ego, no. Harry Potter. I already said Harry Potter. Lego Lord of the Rings and no, is that the no they're coming out with Lego Lord of the Rings. Have not done that yet. Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. There ah, we go. Of course. God, that took me a long time to get there. Yep. And it probably was not worth the effort. Nope. Okay. So there's Lego Batman. Yes. You play as Batman. No okay. surprise. Um, it's fun. Is it? Yeah, because you're, you're Batman. Batman. Still has that Lego humor where you're building things. It's got the, the Lego slapstick humor that they got going on there. Yep, I'm Batman. Yeah. So you're Batman saving Gotham City from the supervillains. Can I be Batman? Yes, you can be Batman. Batman. Or you can be Robin. Or Who wants to play Robin? Well, the, yeah, there's two people. You're Batman or Robin. But um, the other fun part is the fact that it uh, turns everything around, and you can actually play as the villains. Not just in the free play mode, but they actually have the villain side of the st There's three different stories in the Batman game. So there's a, a plot against the Riddler, there's a plot against pe the Penguin, and there's a plot against the Joker. So you're playing as Batman to stop them from doing their evil deeds. But then after you finish the game, you can go around and actually play as the Riddler or the Penguin or the Joker in three, in three different plots from the opponent's view. It's not the same levels either. They're actually different levels the, the entire time as well. Okay. So you, it's, you get to play as the Joker and beat up Commissioner Gordon if you wanted to. That's kind of harsh. It's part of the story. Yeah, okay. 
I don't know. I feel weird playing the villain. Oh, come on. It's always fun to play the bad guy every once in a while. Okay, it is. I'd kind of like to see a couple uh, older games being played from the bad guy's perspective. Like what? Well, it, it wouldn't make any sense to you because you don't play it. But Final Fantasy VI, from Kefka's perspective, I think would be a lot of fun. Might actually be interesting. Yeah. It would be more interesting to you if you, you know, actually played Final Fantasy VI. Play with us, Andy. I'm good at the moment. Play with us. I have to finish up Lego Batman, because I finished all the Batman sides, but then I'm like, oh, I get to play as villains. Well, this is fun. Woo! And then I have to go back and play all the free plays to get all of the no, mini you kids. No, don't. you don't, Andy. We're working on this, remember? The fact that we don't have to play things? You don't have to go 100%. But the, when you, every, no, <laughs> when the game ends, no. the game literally ends, and they give you a percentage, Andy, of how much of the game Andy? you have completed. No, you do not need one hundred percent. But they tell me what it is. What I'm at, literally every time I load a game, they're like, "Hey, forty-seven percent." Yes, but you don't need to get one hundred percent. But it's a fun game, Andy. Yes. You don't need to finish to 100%. I suppose. Don't need to finish to 100%. So it's currently um, $15 on Amazon. Oh, cool. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Review the random topic. Now we have the random topic. Now we have the random topic. And then I get to go to a 20% weekend at uh, TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Speaking of sales. Mm. The random topic. How would you like your eggs? Cooked. <laughs> I would like my eggs to be cooked. Well, see, here I normally go for... All right, so so there's the basics, right? Yes. Egg whites, fried, little bit of seasoned salt. Delicious. Laura says on top of toast. That's your basics, right? That That is between that and the, the sunny side up, which you like, what, over medium? Yes, sunny side up, but over medium. Okay. Then you can I know that doesn't make any sense to those who figure out the over medium is you actually flip the egg over, but I put the top on there and they kind of steam to an over yeah. medium. I mean, that, that's how you should be doing it. That's the yeah. good um, they're, they're, That's kind of the basics, right? There's also scrambled, mm-hmm. which is delicious. But so you, you can go do, off of the scrambled, you get basically an omelet. Yep. So you've got an omelet uh, or you've got like a, uh, a skillet scramble where you basically have the omelet, except it's not as an omelet. It's as scrambled eggs. Uh, but you can get kind of creative. So you've got things like um, salami and eggs, which is really kind of the same thing. But you've also got baked eggs. Which isn't and that you, basically the same thing as a fried egg? Well, except you're not frying it. You're baking it. And you bake it in a, a ceramic dish and you put other things in it like spinach and um, 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 what else? So now, we're now we're basically getting into a quiche. Yep, yep. So like you have the quiche path of eggs to go to. It's a question of whether or not you you mix the egg first or you just leave it as the egg. Uh, There's poached eggs. I'll tell you one of the most delicious things I've ever had was just two poached eggs served on a bed of uh, kind of not cooked but just lightly steamed or baked spinach with some cheese crumpled on top, some cheddar cheese crumpled on top, and some bacon. That would be delicious. That That is, I think, one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten. Oh, Laura's pointing out there's also egg drop soup. In fact, there's a ton of egg-based soups that you could have. Hard-boiled eggs. Isn't there some sort of, like, egg-based cream sauce that you can put on top of pasta with uh, bits of bacon? I think it's a pasta... Isn't, isn't mayo just egg? No, mayo is like egg and vinegar, right? Yeah. 
It's an emulsion. What is the name of that? It's pasta cabanera, I think. I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Hold on. Let me just double check to make sure. So I don't. So I, I think the answer to the question really is cooked. How do you like your eggs? I like them cooked. <laughs> I like eggs in many different ways. Oh yeah, there are so many, so many tasty things you can do with eggs. Pasta carbonara is the pasta with eggs, uh, cheese, and some sort of meat. That sounds tasty. Yeah. So you, you take the bacon, cook it, and then crumble it all up, and then you add, oh, um, yeah. add the bacon to the pasta. Right? Eggs Benedict, yes. You know what? I would like my eggs. How, how do you like your eggs? Raw and in the middle of a snickerdoodle cookie dough. Not the snickerdoodle cookies are also delicious, but the snickerdoodle cookie dough. Okay, when you say in the middle of, you mean mixed in. Yes. Okay, I like it. As, as I, part of... Because what I'm thinking of is, is like a, a bowl of snickerdoodle cookie dough with a raw egg in the center. That's what I picture when you say <laughs> in the middle of. <laughs> Alright, so I'm saying as part of... Okay, as part of the snickerdoodle cookie dough, or the chocolate chip cookie dough. Or as any cookie dough. Or any cookie dough, or cake batter. Oh, cake batter, yes. Yep, that is, I think, in fact, the only time I will eat egg raw is if it's part of cookie dough. Yes! I feel so sick afterwards, but it's so oh, worth it's it. so tasty. I, back when I was playing lots of laser tag, so I was burning you know, thousands and thousands of calories a night, uh, I would go and, like, I'd just drive over to Bushes, I'd buy one of the, uh, the Pillsbury cookie dough rolls, I'd just eat it straight out, like raw, straight out of the package. I'd go through almost the entire package in one night. I remember, um, at one point for school, we had some sort of thing where people were bringing in snacks for some party or something like that, and I was going to make snickerdoodles, but I didn't want to make them, I like, I think I ran out of time to make them that night, so I was just gonna, I made the dough, put it in the refrigerator, and I was just gonna bake them that morning. So I come downstairs the next morning, and like half of the cookie dough is gone. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what was up. And then later Wait I found it. out my mom was in bed with a stomach ache. <laughs> oh, dear. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I wonder what happened there. Oh, cookie dough. Cookie dough is so tasty. Not sure if we have any butter. That is also needed for cookie dough. Butter? Have you ever made... Well, yeah, you have butter. Then well, I'm trying out a new snickerdoodle recipe that's half butter and half Crisco half instead of using all butter. Butter, half Crisco. Yeah. What is the advantage to using Crisco? I'm not sure. I'll have to read the... Because uh, I got out of the American Test Kitchen cookbook. So I'll have to read exactly why they said to use half lard rather than just use straight butter. I don't know. Some of those things where I read it, I tried it, it wasn't bad. Now I'm hungry. Damn it, why do we have to do this around lunchtime? Because we always do it around lunchtime. Damn it, I need food. Go get food. We're all done. We're set. Happy 3 I think we have the answer is being cooked. Unless <laughs> cooked cookie dough. Yes, cook or cookie dough. One of the two. Cookie dough even has cook in it. And that word of wisdom, I think we're done. I think That's so. a wrap. All right, bye everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.